0: And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show.
1: Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A.D. Burbank Podcast.
1: We're S.A.D. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah.
2: The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. actually makes And see, I came up with more.
1: Not what we know, because we don't know shit.
2: It's Thursday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya.
1: And I am S. Sadie Burbank.
2: Holy shit, kids. You caught me at a right time because I'm still flying on cloud nine. And things just look really, really good for not only myself, but for Sadie Sadie's too. Sadie is too. I've already blew that up. <laughs> um, it, it's just, um, we're just going to hint at it. I'm not dropping no names. No. Uh, Not until the contract is signed.
1: We don't have have permission to drop names.
2: But we can say at this point that The Mongers is entering pre-production. We do have a professional cinematographer that is on board. Uh, He is very uh, experienced. He works at a major studio. And we have a... A list celebrity that is possibly if if everything falls into place, he will be our lead antagonist. And just from this news alone, kids, I have received emails from people I don't even know who saying, I want to be on this film. I'll I'll be your gopher guy, I'll be your really
1: and they're they're getting this information. That we can't completely share with our listeners from the people we can't share with our listeners? Is that where they're getting that information? Yes. Isn't that interesting?
2: And I'm like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Why are you texting me? Where did you get my number? Yeah, really. You know, so it and uh, you know, it's interesting too. That
1: would be up to now are you gonna be the director?
2: I am the director, yes.
1: Okay, so it's it's your call pretty much who's gonna be in the film. Yes. Unless you have a casting agent and you don't no. And I don't know any that could do the job, but some of your connections that you're developing might, yes, that might be a way to go because, you know, just because people go, go Hey, I want to be in the movie. doesn't mean that they ought to, right. You know, necessarily.
2: Um, yeah, there's there. In fact, there's some people that I do know that have heard secondhand, You know, because I was a very, I I was more than, I was elated yesterday. Oh my God. Yeah. When it crashed, when all that, that natural upper crashed, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I, (laughs) I, I crashed. I was out. But I was, I literally, I called everybody. Yeah. You know, um, that was in one way or another part of the project. Right. And, um. So, you know, now certain people that I I had a falling out with um, are like, hey, how you doing? Hey, old buddy,
1: old pal, old friend. Yeah.
2: I'm like, who? Excuse me,
1: but didn't I kick you to the curb? Yeah, didn't you tell
2: me to fuck off last year? Wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) So that's what's going on, kids. Um, Are we still on for next week?
1: Yeah, as far as I know. Now, next week... For our listeners, this this doesn't apply. But for us, next week's Thanksgiving. Right. Okay. So Lace and I were talking at the gym today about did we want to try to do just like Tuesday or do we want to do maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or just Monday, Tuesday, or what? And I said, well, I don't know. I'll kind of talk it over with Ernie and see, I can't... I, Last Monday, we couldn't have done it because we had to go to the dentist on Monday. Right. Okay. But this coming Monday, we don't have anything up for Monday. So what I'm thinking is if I know Monday's hard for you because you work Sunday night. Right. But if we can do Monday, she and I can do the gym Monday and you and I could still do gym and podcast on Tuesday. Right. And at least that way we get two gym days out of the week. I don't want to do it the day before because I'm going to be cooking.
2: Right. Well, now, also, next week, because I have it written, well, it's on my computer calendar. Um, We had, it just said for the week we were going to do the the scouting for next week.
1: Oh, 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 was it going to be next week? Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah, I mean, we can always postpone it. That's not a problem.
1: Yeah, because that's, next week is jammed. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but we got the cooking.
2: I don't know what I was thinking trying to, you know, schedule that around. Sometimes my brain. So your brain doesn't,
1: it doesn't work around holidays. But the week after we could do. Okay. You know, that should be not, not be a problem. And we'll have leftovers. We could make a picnic and bring turkey sandwiches and stuff.
2: Ooh.
1: Ooh, We're both dieting right now. So that's why a turkey sandwich sounds really good. Um, and my son, Today, uh, Facebook me, uh, well, he Facebooked Facebook and said that he loves his job because his boss gave everybody turkey sandwiches.
2: I've for, for <laughs> seen that post, yes.
1: Because he's trying, today's, I guess, the great smoke out. And it was to, Is it? yeah. Oh. It, and so he wanted to encourage everybody who wants to quit smoking to remember that they want to. And, um, and quit cold turkey. That was the whole thing with turkey sandwich. I thought that was cute. But anyway, I said, well, gee, Bob, that's cool. You already quit smoking and now you get a free turkey sandwich anyway. You go, that's awesome. And he Facebooked back and said, yeah, it was cool. So, uh, but anyway, we could do that. We could make a picnic. Y'all could make your picnic food. We can make our picnic food. We could take it all up there, you know, and scout around, see what there is, and then have a picnic and come home.
2: Um, something else that so I, I think that we should throw out there. Um, there's a couple of, uh, other announcements that we need to cover, okay. but, um, something that I've been thinking about very heavily is, you know, are we going to, because the shoot is from February 1st to February 14th. What are we going to do? I've come to the decision that for the entire month of February, we're taking a break.
1: We're going to have to, because there's two solid weeks there. Either that, or we're going to have to double up and do double...
2: Well, even at that, I won't have time to do the editing, upload it online, make the pages, get it to iTunes, get it to Stitcher. True,
1: true, true enough. Okay, so we'll just have to go on hiatus for the month of February. That's just the way
2: it is. Now, like... um,
1: Everybody will know ahead of time.
2: I I know I'm probably going to spoil this, because I know Mike's been holding off to announce this, but... Um, very likely that not only will what we think in Seeing Red go on the hiatus, uh, a very high possibility that the movie Madhouse will be going on to hiatus because uh, Mr. Lutz mm-hmm. will be here in Southern California. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Oh, how cool. Is he going to come and see us?
2: He is in the movie.
1: <gasps> is he in our movie? He is. What's he going to play?
2: Uh, he's playing the, the, the big... Monster. Well, it's not a monster. I mean, he's just a big guy. Yeah. Um, but he wears like this burlock sack over his face with (laughs) eyes and he's really like creepy looking. Cool. Um,
1: oh my God. In
2: fact, when I was writing the script, I specifically thought of Mike when I was developing the character. So,
1: then he's going to come down just for that. Yes, he is. Oh, that is awesome. Where's he going to stay? He's going to stay here or what?
2: Um, what we're looking into also is how much is it going to cost to, to, uh, rent out some rooms up in big bear. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Cause well, either that or it's a drive up there every day. And that's a bitch, yeah. especially in the winter. That's still winter up there. Yeah. So we got snow to think about.
2: In fact, tonight, um, I'm going to, I've made the decision that I am going to sell the comics. I'm, I've already, I got the camera up on the fridge. It's charging. I'm going to take pictures of my books and you know what? I look at it this way. If I make enough money, though, the books right now, they're just, they're up on the wall. They're in the closet in a, a big old bucket. I'm not enjoying them. I can't enjoy them right now. So.
1: No, until you ever get a mansion, if you ever do, you're not going to be able to. You, you know, maybe one day you'll have a trophy room and you can put stuff like that up on the wall, but. Right. That's way off
2: in the future. But right now, I'm not enjoying them. So. No. I, and, and they're something that I can always buy back in the future. Exactly. So I've made the decision that I'm they're going to be gone. I, mm-hmm. You know, if I can get thirty five, forty thousand dollars out of it, mm-hmm. oh, fuck yeah!
1: Plus, this is the time to do something like that. This, this the
2: holidays coming? No,
1: this is the. Um, there's a lot of interest in the comic. Oh yes, these days, um, and thanks to the fab four and all of those
2: uh x-men guardian of the galaxy Yeah, the the
1: movie uh what the fuck am i trying to say um what do they call them
2: comic book movies
1: no the people uh heroes the heroes superheroes yeah the superheroes okay there's everywhere you look it's superhero this superhero Mm -hmm. that and, of course, those do tie in with the comics because they're a lot of them are Marvel creations. Yes. So everybody knows who they are. They know the origin. They know all of that. And they're into it. And this is the time.
2: Even, like, you know, Big Hero 6. Have you heard of that? The cartoon that just came out through Disney? Yes.
1: Yes. The big puffy guy. Yeah.
2: That, that's Marvel.
1: So there you go. So there
2: <laughs> you go. That's actually one. They're like scraping the bottom of the barrel of like Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Because Big Hero 6 is, has, as far as comic book run, it's not been except, successful at all. Yeah. It You know, every time they've tried to put out, it's always been canceled. So they went and put it out as a movie. It's, it's a big hit now. So yeah, I agree. That's. A I good. just
1: had an idea. Turn it off for a second because I don't want to say this on air.
2: Okay. That yeah, so that would be very that's
1: another yeah. avenue to consider. Okay. So anyway, you're gonna sell a comics. I'm gonna sell
2: the comics. I'm gonna try to get at least forty five out of them. That's what okay. that's if we could hit forty five thousand dollars, we're good. We're perfect. There there should be no bumps in the road financially as far as that, you know, producing the film. Um
1: Well and in the meantime. Maybe somebody with some money can
2: I, I, get involved. I actually have a producer that I've known. Well, I, I don't personally know him. I know him through podcasts that he does, mm-hmm. but I have his personal, you know, because you, you have like your, your celebrity page mm-hmm. and then you have your own personal page. I'm actually friends with him mm-hmm. on, on Facebook and I've been like, uh, you know, I, I i, I got to figure out a way to approach it without sounding needy. I
1: can tell you how. Okay. Wait until these other fish hooks.
2: fall in place?
1: Hook. And then go to him and say, look, I've got this guy doing this. I've got this guy doing this. This guy wants this. This guy wants that. What can you do? Are you interested in jumping on board? Right. I mean, <clears throat> enhance your product. Before you try to sell it, <clears throat> you've already you've already sold it to the visionaries, right? Okay, and producers are visionaries too, but of a different sort, right? You know their 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 vision is not so much of the end product as it is the income, right? <laughs> okay, and once you get all your little ducks in a row, then you can estimate maybe more efficiently mm-hmm. a potential income. So if you go to this person and you say so-and-so's working on it and so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so and we need backing.
2: Right. Extra backing.
1: Yeah. And then that way you, you've enhanced your product. You're not just going to him and saying, I got this movie I want to make. Right. No, you have a movie you are making and...
2: Any extra income or any extra investment would just make it better. Yeah.
1: So that's what I would do. I would wait until you can go there with that.
2: Um, so that's what's going on. I mean, if things have just literally, I mean, we, we approached it and I was approaching it as a very small movie originally, you know, yeah. just a few thousand dollars is, is what my brain was, right. you know, honestly, but with. The people that have just gotten involved in the last two days—it's like holy fuck, man! This whole thing has just went poof. Yeah, you know, it's skyrocketing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's a whole different animal now.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's it's terrifying and exciting all at the same time.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Because well, you're totally in in alien territory, as it were. Yes. And you know, because you've done, you've you've written, you've published, you've done the online magazine, you've done all kinds of stuff. You've podcasted. Now you're doing something you've never done before. Right. So it's scary and exciting all at the same time. And you're going to need as many professionals in the field as you can get. Right. Because you're not yet, you know, professionals when you get paid to do it. Right, okay, right. Okay. And you're not getting paid yet. Um, but the cinematographer is.
2: And he comes with his own crew.
1: And. Uh, the other people who have put in bids, wanting to be involved, right. are professionals in their field, and and it would help if you had professional guidance. And I don't know who that I don't know whose job that.
2: To be honest with you, right? I
1: would be the producer, but <clears throat> your producer is sadly lacking in experience here.
2: Um, he I don't
1: know enough about it to help
2: you at all. The the cinematographer has he's told me he goes. And he made this so just like it made sense it made total sense. He's like, you know I, I work for this one particular studio and this is how I'm paying my bills. this is how mm-hmm. I pay my mortgage. Mm-hmm. but he goes, we are crafts we are we are artists mm-hmm. you know some people paint, some people draw. He goes, but with us, we make our art you know visually in motion mm-hmm. And so you could do independent film for that art for the craft, mm-hmm. you go and you do a big studio to pay your bills mm-hmm. and he's like i'm i'm in it to help you and he's hey. he, i have his cell phone number we've already you know we, we were texting like once a day now yeah. just just kind of like you know i'm Keeping here in touch. Yeah. yeah and he's like anytime any question you come across the, you know a hurdle that you don't have an answer for text me call me and i'll be well, more than happy he no
1: know, he knows you're a virgin
2: Yes, and I told him. That's funny, I actually use that terminology, too. <laughs> he,
1: he knows that. So he he knows that you probably haven't got a clue which way to go first. Right. And he's already said he's there for you. So basically, all you have to do is let him know, I got a question, or I don't know this, or I'm not sure what next step to take, or, you know, whatever. And
2: <clears throat> Well, he said that I t- I've already taken the hardest step. And well, that's, that's the first step. To put
1: it out there. Yeah. 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 The first step's always the hardest because that's like jumping off a cliff. You're going,
2: ah! <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's true because, and I've never really sat and thought about this. I, I've always thought, I don't know. I don't know how I think about things, but I I don't think about consequence, I guess. It's just, oh, I, I'm here. We're going to start a podcasting network. Yeah. There we go. Let's do it. You know, hey, we're going to do a movie. Let's do it. And
1: uh, that's where I get to come in because I'm the devil's advocate for you all the time. (laughs) I'm always the one that's going, well, now just a minute. Paper holds still. You can print anything on it you want. How do we know this guy's who he says he is? Well, that's been clearly established that he is who he says he is and, and. The, the associations he has appear to be just right. as clearly established and so on. So once you get that kind of thing out of the way, then you can kind of take a breath and you can go, okay, I, I guess I can take his word for it. We should maybe do this or do that or, right. you know, whatever the next step might be. Because, you know, outside of location and cast. Right you know then what else are we going to need well costumes props. makeup props
2: rebecca's got that covered
1: she's got makeup covered she's
2: got makeup covered
1: and probably hair mhm um costumes not so much but that's some that can be somebody else maybe associated with your cinematographer um where you know Uh, the logistics of production. Where, like you said, where are they gonna stay? Are they gonna stay in the hotel up there? Are they gonna stay down here? Uh, who's gonna feed them? Who's gonna get them from point A to point B? All of those things, you know, when, when you sit and watch a movie at Mm -hmm. the end of the movie, all those names, all those thousands of names and you're going, Jesus, you know, in 1934, they'd say, um, Irene Dunn and Cary Grant were in the movie and, uh, so-and-so did the music. So-and-so did the, the costumes and the, and the makeup and so-and-so directed it and so-and-so produced it. The end. <laughs> and Max Steiner did the, the music. <laughs> Max Steiner did music for everybody. Uh, and that's it. Right. You know, now you got, you got credits around run 15 and 20 minutes at the end of a movie. Yes. So long that they have cute little cartoons along with them sometimes. <laughs> So and, and what I'm saying with that is all those credits represent people who were doing uh, a job in connection with the production of the film. Right. Whether uh, they were making sandwiches for your lunch or driving you to the airport or picking you up or whatever, they were all doing something, you know.
2: Right. Well, as of right now, we have two transport drivers on, on board. Um, Lacey. Do they have
1: vehicles? They do
2: have vehicles.
1: (laughs) That would be good.
2: Because I told them they have to have vehicles and they have to be insured.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up Um, the hoo-ha
2: and back. Uh, let's see. Lacey is making the food. Um, in fact, I was telling her yesterday, I was, I was just trying to, because I want her on board. I want her to be as excited as I am. Food
1: would be perfect
2: for her. And I told her, I said, you know what? If we, if we can pull this together, Let's see if I can get your mom out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, her mom is a very good cook, too. Well, obviously, oh, yeah, she learned go. she yeah. learned to cook from her mom.
1: And Ridley could drive.
2: And, uh, you know, I said, you know, you know, just see what happens. Yeah. Because, you know, I know Lacey. I know her like the back of my hand. And if she's sitting there cooking with her mom for how many hours a day, mm-hmm. if she's there with her mom chit-chatting, it's not going to feel like she's cooking. She's not no, going to feel gonna like, like work right. at
1: all. She's going to love it. And so will the people who get to eat her food. Yes, because <laughs> she's a good cook.
2: Um, so so her mom, everything is just falling in the place. Good. Um, that's,
1: that's great. I don't have anything to do.
2: Yeah, that's well. That's pretty much what the executive producer does. They're like, here, here's a check. Leave me alone. So
1: that's okay. I don't need to be doing anything. <laughs> You're doing it.
2: So it's it's, it's okay. coming together nicely.
1: You know what I'd be happy with? If just one of those professionals reads my book, Uh huh. I'd be happy.
2: Anyway, I might just push it out there and see what happens.
1: You know, I mean, to me, that's all it needs is somebody in the business to read it and, and let the story catch fire for them like it did for you. Right. You know, so... Next time you talk to somebody that's bored, you know what we should do (laughs) before February, we should buy up a shitload of paperbacks of Uh mine and then have them in the cars (laughs) when they're being driven.
2: Oh, that's smart. I
1: know. I'm not stupid. I know how to promote. I just don't have the wherewithal, but you know, that would be one way right? (laughs) and in their rooms. How come there's no magazines in here? Oh, well, there's some books there. Read one. <laughs> Read one of those. That's funny. They're all the same. That's okay. Read one anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, that would. I'd be happy with that because I I believe in it enough to to believe right. that if somebody in if it, the right person the right professional reads it, it may take off.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, it's all about who you know. It's always been all about who you know. Um, and the last bit of business as we're approaching the 20 something minute mark. Um, what's next week other than, well, actually, what's the day before Thanksgiving? Do you know what that is?
1: It's a Wednesday.
2: Yes. <laughs> the, the 26th uh-huh.
1: of November.
2: Uh huh. Why is that is significant? It, is it
1: somebody's birthday?
2: You're on Target.
1: It's not yours. No. Yours is in May. It's not Lacey's.
2: It's an anniversary.
1: Ah. Uh-huh. Well, we're not married, so it's not ours.
2: You're, you're close though.
1: Is it your anniversary?
2: No. Uh, no, on November 26, 2012, for the very first time, Jayzo Modcast put out their first podcast.
1: Oh, uh, it is our anniversary. So
2: next week will be the uh, uh. second anniversary of the Jayzo Modcast. Wow. We've been doing this for two years. I
1: can't believe, I can't believe that. I mean, truly, I can't believe it. I'm so excited that my glutes is coming down. I'm just really excited about that. That's going to be so cool. We have to take tons and tons of pictures for him to take back up to the guys. Oh,
2: definitely.
1: Oh my God. And that's another incentive for me to really stay on my diet. (laughs) So I'll look good in the pictures instead of like, what's that, that new monster called? Puff six or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Marshmallow man. Or yeah, yeah, way. yeah. Yeah, that's who I look like right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's two years. doesn't seem possible.
2: I was going to say, uh, you know, that's that's something. And,
1: and, and when you think about it, it's really funny because I remember before we started doing it, you said you wanted to do it. And, I, and I, you said you wanted to do a podcast. And I go, what's a podcast? <laughs> I did not fucking know what it was. I mean, I still kind of don't in a way, you know. I don't.
2: You know the basics.
1: I know the basics. I don't know the ramifications of podcasting, and I don't need to. It's okay. You know, I don't mind being in the dark. I'm I'm good with it.
2: And uh, it seems like we're still going strong.
1: It would seem we haven't gotten any emails.
2: We didn't get no emails this week. No. Okay.
1: Um, so there's goes the brown bag special. Um, I don't know what our tweeting thing looks like, but you do. Uh, but hopefully we still have our our nucleus of listeners
2: oh yeah we we're still downloading on, on the average we're still good. doing good
1: good that's important we want to keep our listeners and 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 I apologize for us spending so much time at the beginning of the show with with other stuff than the show but we'll get into it honest we will very shortly in fact
2: well it's that's something that they're going to have to get used to hearing, you know, until the conclusion.
1: Yeah, now that now that we're really going somewhere with this movie thing, that's probably you're, the listeners are probably going to go, oh my god! <laughs> they're going to talk about the movie again,
2: and then we're going to ask you to pay for it to go see it after it's yeah. finished. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, because it's not going to be a free movie.
2: Oh no, 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 no. Oh. All right, kids, let's go ahead and get into the show. Each and every week we get together and we find out what's going on on our Twitter page. We find out who's come in, who's gone out, and what's going on. And we call this the Twitter Tweets. Um, We've had a significant increase. Well, uh, oh, yeah? Oh. Uh, as of right now, we stand at, because last week it was sixteen twenty-two or 23... Um, this week we come in at 1743. Mm. So we've, no way. Yeah. We've picked up. Woo-hoo. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, things are just looking it's.
1: What's that 18 something?
2: That is who we follow. So, oh.
1: um. Right now we follow uh, more people than follow us, but only by a little bit. Almost a hundred. 97.
2: That's how I. That's how I figure out our drops. Like, uh, even though we had a, an increase from last week,
1: mm-hmm.
2: from the point of somebody follows us, I follow them back. Mm-hmm. So, because the number of follows are higher than the followers, that tells me we've had 96 people to drop. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I'm able mm-hmm. to average. But even with that, we're still up 1743. Yay. So... Awesome. That's that's it kind keeps of hell. Going up. Yes.
1: I love it. I love it.
2: So, things like I said things are coming together. Good. Even for the podcast. <laughs> um so that's it for this week's uh, Twitter tweets. So, let's see. And the
1: brown bag special nope, we don't have. No
2: brown bag specials. Uh
1: That's because y'all have not emailed us. Email us. Communicate with us.
2: I I was going to say I know no, no, we haven't. We haven't missed it. Technically, last week we missed a show, but we were a show ahead. So, right there right. was a show that came there was, out. Last we had week, a show last week, so there was no miss. No, on the podcast. No, we just missed podcasting. Right, right. So, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, also, each and every week we get together and we find out what semi-famous fuck went up and croaked on us, so bitch. And we call this. Um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Hey,
2: it's coming. Well,
1: we call it the SFFWCs. Yes. For one.
2: Or saying goodbye.
1: Or saying goodbye.
2: Yeah. Now, you got to bear with me, kids, because the movie thing is just like still.
1: Yeah, he's he's on cloud. 73, I think.
2: Well, I'm, I'm, and that's I'm okay. looking at this. I'm trying to follow our regular format, right. but then in the back of my head, as I'm speaking, there's more thoughts of, okay, I want to get this together. I've got to get right. this guy.
1: Right. See, that's why you need a coordinator. You need somebody to coordinate your actions. And I don't know who the hell does that in the movie industry. I don't know. I don't, what do I know? <laughs> I mean, I know a lot, but I don't know. I don't know that. So, yeah, that's what you need. Somebody can take it off your shoulders, and you can go. Oh, I don't have to worry about that. So and sos is taking care of it.
2: Um, so you just you got to bear with me, right? We'll, we're we're chugging along, right? So this week's semi-famous book, um. Yeah, I think he was a, a smidgen. Well, back in the seventies, he wasn't. Sixties and seventies, he wasn't semi-famous. He was No, famous. no.
1: this but man was as was very well known and 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 should be still. But you know, anyway.
2: Well, if if uh, if someone came to you, well, to me or to you, and, and said the following lines, "Are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson?" <laughs> you know, you we know exactly we know where that's from you know, but. Right. <clears throat> possibly the listeners and their uh, demographics may not know what that is. They may not. And that is from The Graduate. Right. And if you have not seen The Graduate, oh, my God, go watch it. Oh, yeah, you should. It's with uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, who was Mrs. Robinson? What was her name?
1: Oh, Anne Bancroft.
2: Anne Bancroft. And it was directed by the gentleman who, unfortunately, we are saying goodbye to, Mike Nicholas. He was Nichols. Nichols. Sorry, Uh, Mike Nichols. He uh, he was the director to The Graduate, and he passed away this week at uh, 83. That's a good age, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. He he had some fun. Yeah.
2: If I can make, and he did
1: so much more than just direct The Graduate. Oh yes. You know, actually, you're not old enough to know it, but Mike Nichols used to be half of a team called Mike Nichols and Elaine May. They were a comedy team.
2: Really? I did not know this.
1: Back in the day. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, it should say, does it not? Uh, I don't want to. Go ahead and you you talk about it for a second. I'm going to Google something here on my computer.
2: Okay. And it, see what I can find out. It says, Mike Nichols, the legendary director who won an Oscar for the 1968 classic film, The Graduate, died suddenly on Wednesday night. He was 83. Nichols, who was married to Diane Sawyer for the last 26 years
1: I did not know that I, I didn't. didn't know he was married to Diane Sawyer
2: yeah um,
1: oh,
2: is one of the few to have won an Emmy, a Tony a Grammy and an Oscar so he's literally he won every single possible award to win um, let's see He's his best known work is "Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf?" Wolf, Wolf, not Wolf. Wolf, Wolf. Uh, working Girl, Silkwood, and the Birdcage. Nichols also was a prolific stage director, having helmed Neil Simon's "Barefoot in the Park," mm-hmm. "The Odd Couple," and Arthur Miller's "Death of a Salesman." I didn't know that either.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Mike Nichols and Elaine May uh were a comedy t- act at the improv many years ago. Um and um I was gonna say too, but I didn't wanna overstep my bounds, and as to his writing um experience. The the one that first one came to mind was um fuck, just said it I, and it went in my Earing out my ass.
2: The who's afraid of the Virginia Wool? No.
1: Um. Hang on.
2: Working girl. No. Silkwood. No. Birdcage. No. Mm.
1: No. <laughs> no. 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 No.
2: No. 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 Oh,
1: hang on. Oh, see, I didn't know he did. <clears throat> now, what did he do in these?
2: As far as what?
1: Oh. Uh, his, this is his filmography, okay director okay um regarding Henry, I didn't know he did um god damn it the, the funny girl the not funny girl writer two credits he gets for writing god you just said it with um the graduate Richard Dreyfus and
2: oh, you mean the odd couple
1: no, no, no.
2: No, no. All right, let me back up. Okay. It says here: "The Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf," "Working Girl," "Silkwood," "The Bird Cage," "Death of a Salesman," "The Odd Couple," "Barefoot in the Park." Um, and it also says that just two years ago. He was the director of critically acclaimed HBO miniseries called Angels in America. Uh, Nichols is survived by three children and four grandchildren.
1: Okay, um, I was looking for some uh, more information on Mike Nichols, um, and I got myself confused between him and Neil Simon. So, Because I was about to say, oh yeah, and he did The Goodbye Girl. But
2: yeah, it was I fortunately,
1: I couldn't remember the Goodbye Girl's name. And then when I found it, it was Neil Simon. So sorry about that. But anyway, um, back in the day, Mike Nichols and Elaine May, were, uh-huh. they were on everybody's TV shows, all of the um, variety shows, as they used to call them back then. Um, and they'd come on and they'd do comedy skits and things together. And they were very funny together. Hilarious. And a lot of his um, skills that they developed comically carried over to a lot of his other work. Okay. That was all I was going
2: to say. And like we always do each and every week, we always have a little piece. And of course, this one is from The Graduate.
0: I guess this isn't the bathroom,
2: is it? It's, uh, down the hall.
0: How are you, Benjamin?
2: Fine, thank you, Mrs. Robinson. The, uh, bathroom's down at the end of the hall. Such a pleasant room. Look, uh, Mrs. Robinson, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm I'm awfully- Is there an ashtray
0: in here? No. (laughs) Oh, yes, I forgot the track star doesn't smoke. girl. Is what a girl? Whatever it is that's upsetting you.
2: Oh no, I'm just uh, sort of disturbed about things. In general? That's right. (laughs) Well,
0: congratulations. Thank you. Oh, Benjamin, I want to ask you something. What? Will you take me home? What? My husband took the car. Will you drive me home?
2: Here, uh, you take it. Do you know how to work a foreign shift? You don't? No. Hmm. Let's go.
1: would be tragic these days yeah really
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the keys we have now you couldn't survive being tossed in a fish tank
2: <clears throat> and that and like i said if you haven't seen the graduate go see it it's one of those timeless movies it doesn't matter what year it is just
1: yeah it's 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 a great flick
2: yes and that is for mike nichols who we say goodbye
3: goodbye
0: Batter, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10-50% to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our ebooks for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger. better Better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart.
2: All right, kids. I
1: can't believe he was married to Diane Sawyer. I did not know that.
2: Me neither. Uh, Moving on. No one did anything nice. There's no helping hand this week. No
1: helping hand. Well, there's going to be a lot next week because it's, again, going to be Thanksgiving for us. Uh, those of us in this country, <laughs> I keep forgetting, our Canadian friends don't celebrate Thanksgiving at the same time we do.
2: Yeah, they, they had theirs last have, year or last month.
1: They have a, a Thanksgiving celebration, but not at the same time we do. Um, and for the rest of the world, they're going, turkey? What? <laughs> um, sorry about that. In this country, we've got a thing about turkey and Thanksgiving and uh, cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and... You can tell I'm on a diet. Everything talks. I, I talk about food every chance I get. But there will be an awful lot of helping hands next week because a lot of people in our neighborhood and across the country are uh, reaching out to celebrate Thanksgiving, not just in terms of them having a big turkey dinner at home, but making sure that that the hungry and homeless among us. Uh, also have uh, a meal to celebrate thanksgiving right. so we no doubt have quite a bit of helping hand next week details next week this week <clears throat> they're just getting ready
2: yeah they're so, they're prepping
1: yeah yeah food prep
2: all right so this is it we get into the heart of the matter the meat and potatoes of the show and you know I never said meat and potatoes of the show until I started my diet <laughs>
1: Yeah, you did. You said it before. You said you say it all the time.
2: And this is the headline news. Now we've got some interesting things. Uh, there wasn't really a lot of uh, thought provoking stuff that we do, but uh, at least we can kind of dive into it. The first one it isn't so much about being funny or anything like that, but I just thought it, it kind of. Appealed to me this news uh, article. Okay. Oops, I clicked the wrong button. There we go. Um, and this one we start with Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. She said that she's scared every time she opens her front door, and I was like, "Well, what? What could just be so scary?" Um, Is she being stalked? So kind of, kind of, kind of. Uh, it says Jennifer Lawrence says that she knew being a star, or movie star, would bring in a certain loss of privacy. But what she didn't know, she says, was the deep emotional and even physical toll it would take. I knew paparazzis were going to be a reality in my life, the 24-year-old Oscar, Winning said. Oscar winner said in an interview Saturday. But I didn't know that I would feel anxiety every time I opened my front door. Or being chased by ten men you don't know. Or being surrounded. Feeling invasive and makes me feel scared to get my adrenaline going every day.
1: Mm, Poor thing.
2: (laughs) Um, you know... How do I say this nicely?
1: There's no nice way to say it.
2: If... If... uh, It... Everybody knows. Everybody knows. If you're going to become a movie star, if you're fortunate and blessed enough to become a movie star, everything you do, how many times you piss and shit a day, mm-hmm. there's going to people be there with cameras to catch that, so they can put it along in the tabloids, with, along
1: with descriptions of the uh, consistency, <laughs> frequency, odor, yeah, the whole thing.
2: You know, and it, that's just part of. society
1: Uh, i I was going to say unfortunately these days but it's not really true it's always been that way that's how the that's how the movies make money right um who was it we were talking about we were talking about ernie and i my husband and i were talking about an actress who didn't do so well Back in the day, and when I say back in the day, folks, I'm old, so I'm talking thirties and forties, nineteen thirties and forties. Okay, back in the day, when they found somebody they wanted to employ as an actress, a movie studio would promote her, right, or an actor, him, and by promote, I mean, oh, I know what it was. We were watching the Ziegfeld Follies with William Powell. Louise Rayner, Myrna Loy, um, and several other wonderful actors. And it's the story about, uh, Florence Ziegfeld Jr. and his rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and fall along the stairway, which is, if you know anything about him, very apropos terminology, um, stairway to fame. And he, uh, <clears throat> was adept at promoting his stars. And we were talking about a, one in particular, how come this person didn't get to be so well-known in the industry? And I said, it was because they didn't promote her. That's what they did. They would take someone and put them in the public eye. In his case, he took this this woman... Um, um, What was her name? Uh, I'm going to have to Google it to find out what her real name was, okay? Because I can't remember right now. But it was a woman he married, and um, she was French. uh He brought her to the United States to put her on Broadway, make her a star. She wasn't all that particularly talented or great-looking or anything like that, but she had that appeal because she was French. Ah, and, um, and he was in love with her. And so what he did, he did things like he sent her dozens of orchids every day, you know, and like she got mad one day and threw them on the floor and he told the, he called the florist and said, send up two more dozen orchids. The others seem to have wilted or something like that. And the maid says, so I can pick them up. And he goes, no, 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 no. We'll get her new ones. And knowing that the reporters are going to get word of that. Okay. Right. He sends her gallons and gallons of milk. And she says, I don't know what to do with this milk. And he, she says, I can't drink this much milk. He said, it isn't for you to drink. It's for you to bathe in. The next time she was on stage, the ladies in the audience were going, do you think her complexion is so beautiful because... Of her milk baths, you know, and the other lady goes, "Oh yes, I've been taking milk baths myself for years." You know, everything like that got put out into the media or by the media out into the public, so that people would say, "Oh, this 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 actress does this, and that actor does that," and 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 then they'll do it themselves. They want to do it themselves because they want to be like that actor, and so, and the promotion of these. Actors and actresses got the attention of the people who bought tickets to go see them, either in the movies or on Broadway or whatever. Right. So that was how they promoted the, the movies. Well, fast forward 60 years to now, where uh, we've got Jennifer Lawrence, who is, you know, a stunning lady, both to look at and talent wise, and, and, and her current experience on uh, in on the screen and she's been promoted she's made it she's a star and the paparazzi goes with it oh yeah that's what keeps her in the light it's what that's what um actually keeps her on TMZ that's what keeps her in us magazine entertainment magazine star all of them you name it she's there is not a major entertainment publication or media right now that doesn't have her name or her picture right there when needed. Right. It's there. That's part and parcel of getting us to buy tickets to go see her in the movies. We read about her. Oh, she went and ate at so-and-so, or she went out with so-and-so, or they did this and that, or she's wearing such and such. You know, what did she wear on the red carpet? Who did she wear on the red carpet? Not so much what, but who? You know, they don't ever say, what are you wearing? I mean, they can see it's a red dress. Who are you wearing? You know, Oscar de la Renta or, uh, you know, poor man. He passed away. We didn't get to talk about it. But anyway, uh, so so I get that she doesn't like it, you know, but that's sort of like, oh, hello, What were you expecting to like it? Yeah. You knew it was there. She says she knew it was there. She says she knew it was going to happen. But now she's scared because she doesn't want to deal with it every time she opens her front door. Well, there's only one way around that.
2: Stop making movies. I was gonna say, get out of the limelight. Yeah. And they'll stop following you. Yeah.
1: By the way, interesting little sidebar. Did you do you know why they call it the limelight? No. We just found this out the other day, Ernie and I were again watching turnal. Turner Classic Movies, okay, and they had one of these time fillers on, mm-hmm. and they were talking. Either the- no, 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 no. I back, 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 back. Okay, they were. It was the movie Thomas Edison the Boy, okay, okay. with Mickey Rooney. Okay, I think that was the title, or close to that, and uh, it it showed various things that he did as a kid, you know, supposedly did as a kid, right? To um, work his way up to being able to invent the light, electric light bulb and all that other stuff that he did. And one of the things it talked about, I'm pretty sure it was in that movie, well, wherever it was we saw this. Um, when they first started trying to make a light bulb, uh-huh. they wound up having to use lime somehow in the to make the light burn. Uh-huh. And they, they put lights at the foot of the, sta- of the stage for, on Broadway, for example, on any stage, but on, let's say on Broadway. They put lights up, and to make them burn brightly and everything, they used these lights that had lime in them. So when you were on stage, you were in the limelight.
2: Ah, Isn't that funny?
1: Isn't that funny? And we use that term still today for lots of things but talking about being in the limelight we have none of us has been in the limelight now for 60 years or more oh shit 80 years but back in the day it was really a limelight right isn't that cool that is cool yeah okay so anyway
2: well, since we're talking about people in the limelight, there's there's <laughs> still some uh, activity going on. Last week we talked about you know what was going on with uh, Honey Boo Boo's mom and the oh yes. the pedophile poor, and she got kicked off of, yeah, yeah of um, oh shit what was it TLC. Um, well, as far as I know, and this is this is actually this is going to be a Honey Boo Boo doubleheader. And we're pulling from a brand new source. This is E E T online, Entertainment Tonight Online.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Um I just kinda stumbled across it. Oops.
1: That's a commercial.
2: Yeah. Not, I,
1: not for us. <laughs>
2: I stumbled across it and I I found it interesting. And uh, a lot of our articles is going to come from here. And of course, TMZ, which we always use. And what it is, it says, uh, child services investigating honey, boo, boo family, honey, boo, boo's family. Grandmother says, now we can go through this and I'll, I'll I'll save you the, the long read on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, if people don't know, June, um, June Shannon is the, the mom. Honey, uh, honey, honey Boo, Boo Boo's, Boo's mom. mom. And she... How did I
1: ever get the name Honey Boo Boo? First? I
2: know. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, anyway.
2: Come here, Honey Boo Boo. God. Or, you know, when I first heard it... How backwoods can you be? I know, but when I first heard it, I was saying, Hey Boo Boo! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah a lot of people are not going to know what that's
2: about either (laughs) let's go get some picnic baskets
1: baskets yes
2: uh but anyway so to make a very long story short she broke up with um sugar daddy i think that was his name (laughs) seriously i think remember the guy
1: what was mom's name
2: (laughs) uh mama june oh anyway she broke up with this guy she
1: called her sugar (laughs) tip. Wouldn't that work? Sugar tit, honey boo boo, and what was dad's name?
2: Uh, is it sugar daddy? No, sugar bear. Oh. Sugar bear.
1: Sugar bear. Oh, yeah. well, then sugar tit wouldn't work. No, we'd have to come up with something else for mom. Okay, well, anyway.
2: But anyway, so she and who is actually honey boo boo's biological father, they split up. Uh, a week later, we see June with uh, some other dude. You find out that this dude has been in jail for... Um, raping a underage female hmm. she said it didn't matter and now there are a couple in that, who, said it,
1: who said it didn't matter
2: June said it didn't oh. matter the past Mama is the past Jane. he's mm. reformed and so now they moved in together their boyfriend girlfriend uh, TLC said that's just fucking sick we're cutting your show mm-hmm. um, how old's Honey Boo Boo now Honey Boo Boo is like
1: She's a teenager, isn't
2: she? No, she's not there yet. I think she's maybe 10 or 11. Okay. Which was coincidentally... Which was coincidentally about the same age as the last child that the the guy... Assaulted. Assaulted, yeah. 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 Um, Anyway, uh, Sandra Hill, who is the grandmother of Honey Boo Boo, said that her daughter is just off her fucking rocker, And she's fighting to get custody of Honey Boo Boo. Out of Honey Boo Boo, yeah. And, in fact, she's gone to as far as calling CPS, saying, this is what's going on, you need to get those children out of there. And the children are, you know, are, um, they're still in custody, but the CPS are investigating.
1: Well, you wouldn't think that Grandma would have to notify CPS. I mean, if that information is out there... Aren't they paying attention? You would think. Yeah, I would think. But maybe not. I don't know.
2: <clears throat> so yeah, so that that's this whole article I just wrapped it up okay. for you in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um it's it's
1: Well it's it doesn't I mean God. I you know, I'm I'm all for Someone becoming rehabilitated, even though I don't really believe in rehabilitation, per se. Um, I'm all about forgiveness for past sins and so on. Right. Uh, If I chose to love someone with that kind of a history, I would like to think I wouldn't be stupid enough to subject my children to uh, exposed... To be exposed right. to him. I, I uh, you know, it's one thing for an adult to say, okay, I know that they say you raped so-and-so, and maybe there were extenuating circumstances, I don't know what the fuck they would have been, but, right. you know, if, if an adult wants to take that on for herself, that's one thing, but to subject a child under your protection and guidance to someone with that potential... yeah." history with that history and the potential future uh that doesn't seem intelligent
2: well it was interesting because one of the comments on this article was like well isn't he breaking probation just being there around a child child?
1: i don't know i don't know what the uh, you know we've got laws here about how close they can live to schools and those get broken all the time right there you know uh there's a school over in uh the town where i live and it uh, you know, if you look at the uh, pedophile calendar—I uh-huh. don't mean calendar, map. I know what you mean. Okay, you look at the pedophile map, and you will see little dots and everything all around that school and the the uh, playground. And it's a it's a grade school. It's not a high school. It's a grade school. Right. You know, kindergarten through what grade five, six, seven, something like that. Yeah. And these pedophiles live within binocular distance right of this school if that's a fair way to put it oh yeah you know and that's just where they live not where they walk i don't see anybody out there i don't know of anybody being out there looking at who's walking around the school and do they have people that are walking they don't have guards walking around schools they maybe ought to but they don't you know so they don't know who's walking around when when it's gym time you know okay kids everybody go out and play baseball or uh, jump up and jack jump and jacks or whatever the fuck you do right you know for pe outside they don't have anybody out there making sure there's no sleaze bag sitting there in his rocking chair you know with his binoculars doing things i won't mention right or thinking about doing things i won't mention and they're close enough they could be you know and that's just that school and i know that there are some around this school i know there's some around a lot of schools and they're legally they're not supposed to be right i don't know how they're getting away with it
2: well she so
1: so for her to bring one into the home into her home right if again if it was just her and if her kids were never to come in t- contact with him that would be her decision and I, and I would have nothing to say about it.
2: Well, it's funny you say that, because the closing statement was that uh, she said he's always welcome in her home. Now, the funny thing is... Who, is,
1: who said? The grandma said? or no, the, no. The no. wife said? The, the wife. The girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, not June. even a wife. Yeah.
2: Um, June said that he was welcome in, in her home. But the funny thing is, is though she says that he's welcome in her home, Facebook... This is my segue. Facebook mm-hmm. has actually... Um, she... Ugh, fuck. Let me try this. There we go. Facebook has gone and kicked him off of the online community. Facebook has Good. come down... Uh, and and they're pretty much... they're no like No
1: child molesters allowed. I think that's appropriate. I mean, Facebook is a community yes. of children... As well as adults, yes. I have face. I personally have Facebook friends who are children, yes. And when I say children, I mean children, not not young adults. Children, Uh, and they're privy to, as my friends on Facebook, they're privy to anything that's on Facebook for me, right? You think I would want those children to be subjected to anything? From a picture to a comment by a pedophile? Yeah, no. Of course not.
2: And the people are like, well, why don't you have other? a
1: known pedophile anyway?
2: And that's well, that's another good point that you made because that's where I was going. Is
1: <laughs> I always go where you're going to go, huh?
2: Is, um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, if you're going to do that, you need to ban all the sex offenders out there. And Facebook's statement was, well, we don't know all the sex offenders. This guy is no, publicly no. known. Yeah. Publicly known. Yeah. Worldwide. Almost, almost
1: proudly admits, I would add.
2: That he is a uh, a child molester, sex offender. And they're like, I'm no.
1: surprised he survived jail. Yeah, really? You know, a friend of ours uh, back in the day, <laughs> not, not that day, okay, I know I said 30s and 40s, but... A friend of ours, we used to live in uh, New Mexico, uh, was a member of the APD force there. And he told us, he said, that it's not um, going to prison is the last thing a pedophile wants. Yeah. Because so many prisoners have children of their own on the outside. And they don't like guys that mess kids up. Because their kids could be right. involved someday, and very few of them come out alive. Once they've gone into hardcore prison, they don't survive. They get. They, it's like it's like it's like putting a a, a former police officer in prison.
2: Let me you know?
1: share this. I have yeah. to add my two cents into this. Oh, please do. I personally. This is know- Lacy. Lacy, by the way, folks. Hi, guys. I personally know somebody who is a pedophile, and unfortunately, it's family, I guess you can say.
2: They're Um, married to somebody in your family.
0: Married to somebody in my family, yes. Mm -hmm. And when he went to prison for, I think it was a little over two years, Mm -hmm. they put him in protective custody. They
1: would have had to, otherwise he would have been killed. They should have let him into main population. They can't do that. That's like... That, that's. I mean, when they Feed know the when wolves. they know he's going to get killed, they can't legally they can't subject him to that atmosphere. That's like that's like saying, uh, oh, it would have been okay for them to strap him down to the railroad tracks with a train coming. They can't do that because they know a train's going to run over him. It's the same thing in prison. Yeah, they know what's going to happen to him in prison. My theory with that is, is that who was there protecting that little girl? well i get that and i and i'm not yeah. saying i'm not saying i would want to put him in the general population of a prison as well but what i am saying is because of the legalities involved there you know part of the problem these days is when you assume the responsibility for a criminal by incarcerating them in your facility right. unfortunately you also assume the responsibility of Taking well-being. care of them, their well-being. You're not allowed to starve them to death. You're not allowed to uh, let them hang themselves. You're not allowed to uh, let other people beat the shit out of them daily uh, because... Well, I guess it's because, a good damn
3: thing that I don't run the prison because population well, control would I know. be awesome. <laughs> I, I,
1: I understand your, your motives and, and your feelings about it. But what I'm trying to explain to you is legally they can't do that. No, I understand. Legally they have to protect them. And, and if they're going to, don't forget that putting them in prison was to extract them from, as a criminal, to, to take them from their prey. Yeah, but since okay. they get back out, once uh, I know, sexual predator, it's in their head. They will Well, won't. Let, let me let me finish. Candy the, candy. Sh- the the reason they arrest them and put them in prison is to get them away from the kids. Yes. Okay. So, they t- they take on the responsibility of not only protecting the children by extracting the pedophile from. The general free population and putting them in a prison. In, when they do that, they assume the responsibility of protecting that person. Right. However fucked up that may seem to us, that's what they, that's what their legal job is, is to protect them.
3: Yes.
1: So as, you know, to the extent that they can, that's what they do. And in the case of, of this person that you know, uh he was put in protective custody because that's the only way they could keep him from being brutalized but that doesn't mean that they all get put in protective custody they don't some of them wind up in the general population and they don't come out no they don't come out it's,
2: since we're talking no, they about they do come
1: out they come out in a body bag yeah <laughs> Right, or they get buried in, in a pauper's grave. Right, right.
2: I was going to say, since we're talking about uh, Facebook, let's go ahead. This next one actually has to do with Facebook, and uh, since Lacey's here, she might actually have something to say about this because she Lacey
1: is a Facebooker.
2: Well, that and it's um,
1: extraordinaire.
2: <laughs> it has to do with the show that she watches. I particularly don't really care for the or the show, but um, she does, and it's. The Duggars. Now that's mm-hmm. from the twenty-two thousand kids and counting. Yeah, um, well, I
1: do actually yeah. know what this show is. Believe it or not, I actually I don't watch it, but I do know what it is.
2: Well, they pissed a lot of people off.
1: Well, I'm not surprised.
2: And it was because the they did this thing where it was the Ma and Paul Duggar. I don't know what their names are. Um, there's a picture of them kissing, and then it shows the like the one kid kissing his wife and then the newest daughter kissing her husband and they're like you know we would like to see you know uh kisses from holy matrimony or some shit like that well (laughs) people were like sending in you know cute little kissing um pictures of them Mm -hmm. kissing their spouse well there was a particular picture that came through on their uh, facebook post Mm -hmm. they did not like Mm. and it was uh two gay men Kissing. Oh,
1: they didn't like that.
2: But right. where they were at. They were in they, holy matrimony. They were legally married. Yeah, That's absolutely. right.
1: Absolutely.
2: So they. Um,
1: That's funny. That's funny.
2: I love it. They. Be
1: careful what you wish for.
2: Yeah. Well, they deleted the. Not only did they delete the picture from their page, they blocked the couple, the gay couple from even going to their page. Oh, well, And
1: It's their page.
2: It is their page. They're entitled um, to
1: do that if and, they want. Oh, and I'm s- sure, knowing, because they have strong religious ties, this yes. family has, and I'm sure, knowing that, that they would not want the world to assume that they were supporting any kind of gay activity, because they don't.
2: <clears throat> well, the the wife, I'm looking at the name now, it's uh, Jim Bob and Michelle yeah. Duggar. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, but Michelle is very active in anti-gay... Oh, uh,
1: of course, of course. Of course, and I say, and I say, of course. Please don't, listeners. Please do not misconstrue my "of course." Okay, I'm saying "of course" because I know her religious affiliation, not because I agree
2: with her. And she's just so we're clear on that. She's from backwoods Arkansas and I lived in backwoods. some are. of
1: our best listeners are in Arkansas. We've even gotten emails from them.
2: So let's not put I,
1: everybody in Arkansas in that say, basket.
2: I was going to say I lived. There I lived. You
1: personally lived in,
2: in backwoods Arkansas yeah. and I know their perlu- their uh, beliefs. Yeah. I couldn't get the word out. But no not part.
1: not everybody in Arkansas believes the same way. No. You know, just the majority I mean, of them. We shouldn't have to say that. In this day and age, we know those of us who are thinking individuals know that not everybody thinks the same, and agrees yeah. the same about anything.
2: So, so what goes on is they.
1: So they took the what is it
2: the gay, the, it, the gay and lesbian what is it the gay pride? Yeah, but it's a GL. Oh, yeah, G-L-
1: gay and lesbian league. Oh, damn, I should know that.
2: But anyway, they they made a, 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 a appeal to facebook to have them removed and facebook came back and said you know what that's their personal page as long as it does not hurt or offend anybody they can post their views it's, well, it's didn't their it offend them that's why they deleted the the picture you know that's, that's No, but the, i mean
1: facebook said as long as it doesn't offend anybody but they were offended right so how did they get around that
2: um I'm not sure what the question is. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, the question is, Facebook said, as long as they don't offend anybody, they right. can be on Facebook. And I'm saying that couple was offended. Yes. So, how does Facebook say, as long as they don't offend anybody, we they have to stay on Facebook. And they say, well, we were offended. So, But Facebook says tough shit.
2: What? Well, how it works is is because they said that they're offended. The the Duggars said they were defended, but they're not trying to have anybody personally removed from Facebook. The gay, and lesbian, um, something gender. It's it's GL. I don't shoot. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. But anyway. They're, LGBT. That's it.
1: LGBT.
2: That is it.
1: It's an initialism that stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender groups.
2: Yes, that's it. Okay. Um, they they are trying. They tried to have them removed, but the Duggars did not. Wasn't trying to remove anybody.
1: LGBT had them tried, tried yes. to have them removed. Yes. Why? I'm confused now.
2: Because they they violated their their rights to holy matrimony you know they they took down that picture from their their facebook page
1: try okay lgbt tried to have who removed them yes oh all right the duggars yes oh all right okay 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 and
2: and facebook said no
1: no because they weren't offending anybody and lgbt said yes they were they offended us yes so all around everybody's offended and everybody's still back on facebook right except the couple
2: which is they're still on Facebook, but they can't go to the Duggars page.
1: Yeah, I get that. I get that. So
2: they decide that, well, the Facebook thing didn't work, so let's go to Lifetime. Not Lifetime. Um, Lace, what's the network that they're on? TLC. i sorry. It's alright, I figured it out. Okay, which leads me into my next point, which was thousands signed petition calling for the end of 19 kids and counting over homophobic fear mongering
1: right okay i got that i get that i'm right there where i'd sign a petition today
2: let's see did you really i would oh. i said so anyway to wrap this this up so we can move on to the next subject mm-hmm. um is there has been thousands to petition to have the 19 kids in, in counting and counting taken off but uh TLC is not likely going to, even though as of right now, nearly 90,000 people have signed this by this morning, as of this morning, 90,000 people have signed this. Um, and though, you know, they can petition all they want. They really can. they, but reality is, is that this show, 19 kids and counting is a high moneymaker for the TLC network. And that's, that's good, because people that have never watched TLC that read this article, they're going to go and they're going to watch an episode just to see if they are, you know, fear-mongering. Mm-hmm. So their ratings are going to go up even more.
1: Oh, sure. Hey, it's like I've said before, publicity's publicity. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. It's all publicity. I can't find anything where they said they were anti-schematic. That's fucking hilarious.
2: I'll find it and I'll email it to yeah. you so you can see it.
1: Oh god! Oh, I hope I hope it was somebody like your man or somebody that did that that said that. It wasn't Justin that said that?
2: No, but I'm so glad you brought up Justin did I Bieber. segue
1: good? Yeah, for yes, you? she did. Oh my god! We That's are so good at that. We
2: are closing out the night with Justin Bieber and Justin. He's done some dumb shit before.
1: Oh, we all know that. Yes, he is the dumb shit king.
2: But this week, it is Justin Bieber sniff Ew. sniff my pillow for two hundred and seventy nine thousand oh, dollars. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, yes, yes.
1: Oh my God, who thinks up this stuff? You uh, know, I don't. I don't. I. 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 I, <laughs> I don't think he could think that up, could he? Could he have thought that up himself? No,
2: I think it was probably a business. No, it sounds
1: like something actually he would think up.
2: <laughs> it says, "If you want to lie down." <coughs> uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> oh
1: my God! I know where this wish,
2: is going. <laughs> I, I wish, I really wish we we did a, a video podcast because just the look on Sadie's face—it just—it's priceless. It's great. Oh, my God. You know, one of
1: these days, Justin Bieber and uh, Taylor Swift are going to get together. She's done everybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, one of these days, she'll have to get around to him. Oh, yeah. And then we'll really have fun. we have so much bashing to do. Yes. Oh, my
2: God. But it says, um, if you want to lie your head on Justin Bieber's pillow or frolic in his bed... All you have to do is pony up two hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars.
1: I wouldn't do it if they paid me that money.
2: <laughs> and yeah, you, I
1: would, but that's beside the point.
2: And you can own Justin's boyhead bedroom. Justin's grandparents are selling their three bedroom home in Stamford, or Ontario, Ontario. Eh?
3: Yeah.
2: And uh, that's just sort of uh, a little that's just a little plug yeah, to Canadian our
1: Canadian. Fr- How do you do there?
2: Yeah, our friends over at Moving House. Anyway, uh, the let's see, and one of those bedrooms belonged to the young Biebs, who spent about eighty percent of his childhood at that house.
1: And how much of his his uh, teenage wet dreams and and masturbative experiences were carried on in that room? Oh my God, the little girls are just going to be going
2: crazy. That's funny you say that, because That's the article actually closes. The article closes. You see the last, right there, it says, too bad, 14-year-old girls don't buy houses. Oh,
1: but they'll get their parents too. Oh, yeah. You know.
2: But it says, oh the house is being marketed as Justin's former crib. That's funny. As, Literally. Yeah. Shit. As for the asking price, it's pushing it. But, Grandma and Gramps think a, re- a rich Biebs will ante up. Real estate sources say that the home has been updated, but Justin's room has been left intact. It's decorated the way he left it, with the logos of his favorite hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, emblo- days on his bed and curtains. Guess what on his bed? Embla- 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 emblazoned. And, uh, yeah,
1: emblazoned on his bed and curtain. oh, oh, they said a rich, be,
2: beeb believer,
1: believer. That's what bee- they, that's what they call people that are believe in the beebs. Oh,
2: that's right, I forgot believer. A believer.
1: Oh, and his, what's his favorite hockey team logo?
2: The Canadian Maple Leafs. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, that they are emblazoned on his bedding, curtains, and wallpaper.
2: And seeing this is a picture. Oh, of the room, my God! Right there, and then this Their is colors
1: are blue and white. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: And then this is the picture of Biebs in the room.
1: You look at that yogurt on the bottom left by that basket. That's my favorite yogurt. Isn't that the Fahey? Where you See the red and blue sign. Right here. Yeah. What is that? What's that say? It looks just exactly like the yogurt I buy all the time. F-A-G-E. Does it say F-A-G-E?
2: F-A-G-E, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's my Greek yogurt. Oh, so good. (laughs) Anyway, um, nice to know he ate it then. So this is his little room from when he was a little prick.
2: Yep. And they're wanting to sell that house, a three-bedroom house, Mm. for $279,000. Where is it? It is in Ontario Stratford, Ontario oh,
1: Yeah mm, Well, good luck grandson, Grandma I don't know Sniff my pillow Well, at least it's not like it sounded That headline made, made it sound like You could buy his bed pillow And sniff it for 280 grand <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> I'm kidding me uh, oh,
2: Good man. times, good times you
1: know, it's funny, when I said, oh, fuck, it reminded me, you know, we, my oven blew out, like, last week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Actually, on last Thursday, it just, it went, yeah, I don't think so. Anymore. Right. So, we went to check how much would it cost to encourage it to continue to work. And the guy says, well, you know, you're talking 500 bucks for parts, plus labor. But, you know, you can... Always buy another one. And I'm like, "Uh, besides, we couldn't get the parts and stuff before. Right, right, right. uh, Close enough to Thanksgiving to do me any good. So we got a floor model. Got $500 knocked off because it was a floor model. Thank you very much. And it's white. My last one was black because it was um, a rebuild. Uh-huh. All my appliances in my kitchen are white, but I figured, oh, who gives a shit? I need an oven. So I took a black one. Well, now I got a white one again. It's really cool and it's new and it works and everything's wonderful. But the guy, the reason I'm telling you all this is the guy that came out to install it. Uh huh. He's, he's, uh, right about the same age as our youngest son, uh-huh. which is 48ish. And, uh, and we were talking and he's, he's very gre- gregarious, you know, outgoing guy and, and we were, so we got talking about how we hate drivers and they're such morons and you know, so I was telling him about I was sitting at a left turn the other day and the oncoming traffic was blocking my turn. So I, and I'm in a turn lane and everything. So we had two lanes on my side going and two lanes on my side coming. Right. And I'm in the middle in the turn lane and the oncoming traffic is slow and sporadic and not clearing enough for me to turn, so I'm having to wait and having to wait. Well, on the the cross street that I'm trying to turn on, on my right is a car sitting there on that street waiting to turn left into the, the lanes that are oncoming to me. Right. Okay? She can't wait. She gets desperate. So what does she do? She turns left... Comes across the two lanes on my right, which are bound in the opposite direction, you know. Goes across those two lanes behind me and then feathers into the two lanes that I'm waiting to clear. Right. So I can turn left. And I turned around and I looked and I went, what the fuck? And I told this guy told this guy the story like that, and he started laughing and i said oh, i'm sorry grandma's got a potty mouth Anyway, i love that about you i, I said you should listen to my podcast <laughs> if you love that because he knows i'm older you know right I mean, you can tell when you look at me i'm not a spring chicken and he just thought that was wonderful so we had a grand old time sitting around swearing and that's cool and yeah and he was a really good installer he did a great job too so jess wall hi in case you ever did listen. I don't know how he could because he didn't really ask any details about it. So there's no way in hell he could ever figure it out. But mm. And then explain Sadie Burbank and all of that to him. So probably. anyway, what's but,
2: a podcast? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No kidding. He pro- he's into NASCAR. So he, you know, probably parts his hair when you start talking about something like podcast. Right. He's young. He probably doesn't get it. So, but anyway, I thought that was kind of funny because he just, he thought I was the bee's knees after that. You know, so <laughs> I, I could say fuck all day long and he just loved it. He thought that was great. <laughs> so, and I don't have to. I, I did pretty good today. I didn't swear all that much. No. But I don't have to swear. It's just that the sometimes that's the only word that really gets it said for me. So, there, yeah. There you go. I don't know why that came up. Why did that come up? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But anyway.
2: But anyway, come back next week <laughs> and we're going to figure out some way to celebrate our two year anniversary for yeah. the Jay Zone podcast. We
1: might have a turkey Oh, can't have a turkey sandwich because it's before Thanksgiving
2: yes well and actually we're dieting actually well
1: you're not you'll be off your diet by then no.
2: yes but this comes out on thursdays it'll be it'll
1: be Thanksgiving. it'll be
2: thanksgiving it'll our be our show.
1: thanksgiving broadcast so
2: it'll, it'll be post Ooh. post-anniversary thanksgiving
1: Ooh. well no actually this one will be our thanksgiving broadcast
2: well and this is going to go up tonight
1: oh Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so next week's show will go up on Thanksgiving. Yes. Gotcha. You'd think after two years I'd know that, wouldn't (laughs) you? Uh, mm, mm, Not so much. All right.
2: So we will see you next week on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, for this week, I am David K on And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And as usual, kids, you heard what we think, and now you know. See you next time. Good night.
1: Not yeah. what we know because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> David K Montoya at Sadie Burbank podcast.
1: We're at Burbank, David K Montoya podcast. The game plan, yeah.
2: The uh, the show. The script, uh, don't make it up. That's what actually makes. <laughs> and see, I came up with more. The, Not uh,
1: what we know because we don't know shit.